what a weird year it's been. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the whole world just, it just was weird. What was your least favorite thing or things about this last year? Masks. Okay, why did you not like masks? Because I like to see people's faces and smiles, and I like to smile to cheer people up, and you can't see that. Yeah. And I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, but we are in Arizona. Yeah, it's a little toasty. Yeah, when it's 120 and you're wearing a mask, <laughs> you're like, I might not die of COVID, but I might die of dehydration and, you asphyxiation. know. Asphyxiation. Yes, thank you very much. Um yeah, it was just a very bizarre, weird, strange year. For me, it was hard because you're not allowed to plan anything. Mm, that's a tough one for you. That's a tough one. Is that a tough one for you? Mm-mm. I don't really plan much. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. Pray for us. I pivot. Which is a great year for me. (laughs) You loved it because every day you're like, there's nothing planned. We'll just see what we're doing. So every day for you is perfect and I'm freaking out. Well, howdy. Welcome to the Real Marriage Podcast. Uh, My name is Mark Driscoll and I'm here with my best friend of 33 years, my wife, the mother of our five (laughs) children and the women's ministry director at the Trinity Church and co-author of the book, Real Marriage. Her name is... I'm just Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I was trying to set you up for a win, I know. You're a big deal to me. I'll take it. And so, hey, we're supposed to tell you uh, to go wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review. We know you wanted to leave a 10-star review, but they only allow five. (laughs) We apologize for that. So maybe, baby, give them one example of what that might look like. Well, we got a review from La Cactus Lady. L.A. Cactus Lady. (laughs) What we need for our marriage, she says. Began listening to the podcast tonight with my spouse, and we are pumped. We want to improve our marriage. We want to have a healthier marriage, and we want God as our number one in our marriage. Pastor Mark and Grace do just that through their podcast. Thank you. You're welcome, L.A. Cactus Lady. (laughs) All right, babe, this is the last of the four-part mini-series. We're talking about what a weird year it's been. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole world just just was weird. What was your least favorite thing or things about this last year? Masks. Okay, why did you not like masks? Because I like to see people's faces and smiles, and I like to smile to cheer people up, and you can't see that. Yep. And I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, but we are in Arizona. Yeah, it's a little toasty. Yeah, when it's 120 and you're wearing a mask, you're like, I might not die of COVID, but I might die of dehydration and you asphyxiation. Know, asphyxiation. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it was just a very bizarre, weird, strange year for me. It was hard because you're not allowed to plan anything. Mm. That's a tough one for you. That's a tough one. Is that a tough one for you? Mm-mm. I don't really plan much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Pray for us. I pivot, I which know. is a great year for me. <laughs> you loved it because every day you're like, there's nothing planned. We'll just see what we're doing. So every day for you is perfect. And I'm freaking out. I'd put things on the calendar, take things off the calendar. So frustrating. But it was a very bizarre year. But uh, for most of the world in the country, things are starting to open up. And in some places, you know, it's it's pretty wide open. 
Other places, depends on your governor and whether he's uh, filled with the Spirit or demonic. Um, and yes, I'm talking about you left coast cities. Um, but at the end of the day, as people are kind of seeing life open back up, I mean, our, our son this week was told by his college that everything will be back online, uh, normal as is by the fall. And so school back in person, back in like crazy idea, <laughs> people in a room, nutty. Um, and, you know, right now uh, here in Arizona, there's spring training and there's baseball games and restaurants are open. And we even went out to dinner last night and the restaurant was filled with people eating dinner. And so it seems like things are opening back up. Our concern for you and your marriage and your family is that you could be flooded by all kinds of things that just take all of your time and energy and don't leave you very healthy. Mm. And, uh, and so, for example, right now, some people are just booking tons of travel and they're going to go out every day and they're going to, you know, as soon as movies come out, they're going to go see every movie. They're going to eat every appetizer. Like they're going to make up <laughs> for 2020. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to Applebee's and I'm going to eat, you know, all of the appetizers that I missed in 2020. But what can happen is when people have uh, been restricted from some, th some things or um, even forbidden from some things, they can very quickly overextend in life overindulge, yeah. and overindulge and also just their schedule and their energy and their mm -hmm. time. And so my question to you, honey, and our question to them would be with things opening up, what are you wanting to take from this past year that was good and healthy and to continue it? And what are the things for your marriage that you are looking forward to in this year intentionally? Because my concern is if you just let the school and um, the business and the extended family and the friends decide your life, you're going to be totally overwhelmed this year because mm -hmm. everybody is trying to make up for all the things that they missed last year. And you, quite frankly, will just get completely overextended. Mm -hmm. So the, the things that we learned or experienced this last year that you're looking forward to carrying into this year, and, and, and what do you think we need to do differently to have a better marriage this year than we did in the past? Are you asking me to make a plan? Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I snuck that in there, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Or at least, okay, we won't call it a plan because that, that's a four-letter word to my best friend, Grace. Uh, we'll call it a hope or a vision or an aspiration or a prayer. Well, I think what we talked about with the things that we learned in the previous episode I would hope and plan for some of that to continue. The things, the good things that we learned that, you know, I want to spend that time listening to the Lord and I want to spend that time focusing on you and the kids first before I ex overextend myself. And I think even in a year of absence of things, um, just appreciating the things that we did have. And so I want to continue to be thankful for each and everything that God did provide, even though a lot of things were absent. Um, I want our marriage to continue to get a lot of time together and a lot of walks together and the things that we enjoyed doing. I think we really honed in on some things that we enjoyed that were just simple. It didn't have to be spending a lot of money because you really couldn't spend a lot of Everything money. Everything was closed. Yeah. So it, just the the small things, I want to continue to appreciate those things together and invest in the relationships that we um, can come out of saying, yeah, that was a helpful relationship and a helpful season. 
So I didn't intend to go here, but something comes to mind. I think one of the things that strengthened our marriage the most this year was doing ministry together. And one of the things that strengthened our family the most was doing ministry together this year. Yeah, we still had access to doing ministry together, um, unlike a lot of people. And well, and you found, we found some creative ways to use technology or whatever we could to do ministry. Um, but where do you think our marriage would be if we weren't serving in ministry together? Where do you think our family would be if we weren't serving in ministry together? Uh, I mean, it's so easy for kids to just sit in their rooms on their technology or be doing video games or watching series after series after series on TV. And I think, you know, drawing them out and being able to do ministry and serve others and get their eyes off of themselves and whatever they were missing um, was super helpful uh, because it's a blessing to give to others, um, whether it's serving or financially or stuff or whatever. And so they learned um, what a blessing it is to be able to serve others. And we learned it together as a family. And so I think, and like you said, we got creative in how we did that, but we got to do that together. And that really, um, it erases selfishness and it humbles us because there's people that have needs and we're willing to see that and we're willing to give of ourselves and sacrifice so that we can meet others' needs. So all those things are great lessons for the kids this last year and and for us. There is this false notion for marriages and families that if we could just consume more, things would be better. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days of just sitting and coloring and playing games together, you know, in a lot of families. And it's sad to me. It's not a sin, but it's just sad to me because those are the times when you happen upon those conversations that normally if you're not sitting together intentionally laughing and having a a moment together, you don't get to those conversations. And so, you know, I think this was a season of having those opportunities. And it, it, I hope people took those opportunities and those moments of conversations that, you know, if you're busy doing all the things that life entails and the responsibilities like we were prior to this, um, I think a lot of people were missing just normal things with their kids. I know for me, even having the kids home from school, um, and having you home from traveling. Yeah, all of a sudden school and yeah. work and home are all the same. There's just so, so many more intentional conversations that can happen and checking in on each other, whether it's you or the kids. I was just, you know, how are you doing today? What went on today? You know, or even checking in on past stuff that comes up. Why are you upset about this all of a sudden? You know, checking in on hurts and 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 good things as well. You're just more, there's more opportunity for it because you're together. And those would be the kind of things that we would encourage you to bring into the future, not yes. just to be, well, in 2020, when the world closed, we we played board games or we had family dinner or we went for a walk, you know, and, and now that 2020 is over, those things are over. Right. The question is, no, what are the healthy things that really need to be integrated into the future? And if they weren't there previously, um, it was an opportunity now to to make a really healthy adjustment. And and, and my encouragement to you would be for your marriage and for your kids, the best thing you can do is find a place to serve in ministry. 
Mm-hmm. You have got to make some other people um, a priority. You've got to have some other people's problems and pains uh, be on your radar that oftentimes we get incredibly selfish until we find people that are going through their own stuff. And all of a sudden we have some perspective and some context and we could say, you know what, there's a lot that I'm grateful for. And And what I'm going through is tough, but what they're going through is really heartbreaking. And how can I be there for them? And in this past year, it was one of the greatest years of our life, our marriage, our family, and our ministry. And um, we do talk about our relationship and our kids and our relationship with the Lord. But a lot of our conversations in our marriage and around our dinner table with our kids, even our grown kids, the conversations are about other people. Yeah how we can pray for them, how we can serve them, how we're encouraged by them, how we're grateful for them, how we're blessed by them. Um, And so I guess what we are saying is as the world opens up, number one, look back and ask, what are the healthy things from the forced bizarre year that we just had that we don't want to just get rid of because we can, Hmm. you know, and then also looking forward, if your church is going to be more open if ministry opportunities are going to be more open, where are the places that you, as an individual, you as a couple, and then you as a family can be serving? Because what a lot of people are missing is church. There was a Gallup survey that was done that said every age, demographic, race, life stage of people had diminished mental health in 2020 with one exception, and that was people who regularly attended church. And I think part of that is not just going to an event, but it is finding a meaningful place to contribute. Yeah, absolutely. Something to do to be part of something that is bigger than yourself and to contribute to something that is meaningful and valuable and purposeful. And sometimes we don't find that in our job. You're like, I'm paying the bills and I'm trying to find value in this. But when I go serve people in ministry, particularly in church-based ministry, I'm part of something bigger and it matters. And what we're doing here is going to last forever. We're going to see people meet Jesus and enter into the kingdom of God. And so, you know, our encouragement to you would be not just looking at the year and saying, what kind of, what are all the trips we can go on? Mm-hmm. What is all the shopping that we can finally do? You know, um, what are all of the possessions that we can finally accumulate? Um, what are the uh, restaurants that we can finally go eat at? What are all the movies we can go see? But asking the question is, who are the people that we can serve? It's mm, good. And I think if you will continually ask that question, I think it'll cause you to have a much healthier marriage and family. And one of the things that we've even seen with our five kids is oftentimes people are like, if I could just get them in the right school, if I can get them with the right coach, if I can get them on the right team, if I can get them with the right tutor, and if I can get them with the right youth pastor, I'm going to have some amazing kids. <laughs> and this shows, well, I worship a guy named Jesus who didn't have any of that. Right. But him and his family did ministry, and he turned out pretty good. <laughs> Perfectly, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just would ask you, honey, I mean, just in this final episode, kind of looking back at this bizarre year and looking forward to the opportunities that are perhaps set before us, I guess the Holy Spirit lays on my heart just that that priority of not just being a consumer, but being a worshiper. Mm-hmm. Not just looking for the places to get your experiences, or your possessions, but the places to use your gifts and to minister God's grace. Is there anything in closing that God lays on your heart that you would encourage them as a couple or as a family uh, to really uh, keep on the horizon as they look into what is hopefully a more open and more opportune year than the last. 
Yeah, I mean, like we talked about before too, just being willing to be creative um, together as a family, as a couple in how we serve and minister to people. Um, I think probably some people discovered new gifts in this last season um, because if they just went to a job and did what they were supposed to do before, um, then they may not have known what their real gifts were. Uh, And so I think just encouraging people to really ask the Lord, you know, these are the areas I grew in and these are the ways that I trust in now. These are how my faith grew. What does it look like going forward to, you know, love my spouse better with these gifts, with this faith, you know, with this new health in my life? Um, What does it look like to serve my kids and love my kids differently? What does it look like to serve others differently? What does it look like to serve God together? I think um, because we all were together as families, hopefully you're healthier for that and continuing to work on that. But now you can serve together if you're together um, and unified. So yeah, I, I would just challenge people to really examine that and listen to what the Lord would have for them. And maybe it's a new cool experience together. Um, and I mean, God has some great opportunities with evangelism and um, and serving and all kinds of things in this next year that we're already seeing. Mm-hmm. And so being willing to listen for that and look for that, um, yeah, to, to build the kingdom that God has asked us to build. So we want you to have a conversation now as a couple, and that is maybe some of the the new experiences, the new habits, the new rhythms from this very different past year that you're saying, we really value those and those are treasures that we need to carry into the future. One thing that comes to mind, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and he said, you know, we always used to go out to dinner and then all the restaurants closed. And he said, and then mom would cook. And he said, then I decided, well, I'm going to help mom cook. He never cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he started helping his wife cook and then come to find, he actually kind of likes cooking mm-hmm. and he's actually fairly decent at it. And then the kids started jumping in and he said, now, rather than all sitting on our phones, driving to the car, you know, getting in the car, driving to the restaurant and then sitting at the table on our phones, uh, everybody turns their phone off. And most nights we get in the kitchen and we're cooking dinner together and sitting awesome. down to have dinner together. And he's like, I don't miss the restaurants. Not that restaurants are bad, right? but just doing something together as a family is something that now that the restaurant's open, it's not necessarily you want to give that up. Yeah, You want to keep that going. So what would those kinds of things be for your marriage and your family into this next year? And the other conversation that we would ask you to have is, were the opportunities that we're sensing as a couple that we can serve in ministry? Mm-hmm. That now if our church is going to be open and ministry is going to be open and there's going to be opportunities, there's going to be tremendous need for God's people to to show up and to serve and to give. And where are those opportunities that God has uniquely positioned you as a couple to invest yourself and to be a blessing and to do ministry together and to make sure that you're not just going to church, but you're being the church. Mm, And so we love you. And baby, maybe just close this uh, four-part session out together uh, and uh, we'll see him for the next episode. Lord, thank you that you know what life looks like. You know what was going to happen last year and you know what's going to happen in the future. Um, And just thank you that you are the one that can direct us. I pray that as the couples are assessing all these different categories for the future, um, Lord, that they would just be able to hear clearly from you and that they wouldn't get discouraged, but this would give them hope of what you have for them, that this would highlight um, the things that were a blessing from the year, that it would, um, they would be able to heal from the things that were hard from the year um, and that they would be able to 
walk into the future knowing that you're going to guide them and you're going to continue to teach them and that you love them so much, Lord, that you are so faithful no matter what's going on around us. So thank you for that. Thank you for your word that continues to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Beth.